Hey everyone, and welcome back to the interview dump truck. This is actually the first episode, I guess if we're calling these episodes, uh, since GDC and PAX East 2013. I've been thinking a lot about how to handle interview dump trucks since the response to the previous episodes has been so overwhelming and spectacular and interesting that uh, I wanted to be very careful about how it came back. You know, I dug up into my archives and found an interview with Vander Caballero, the creator of Papo EO, uh, where we talked about uh, my father, his father, uh, the design of that game, uh, what it's like to lose someone, uh, and I thought that was interesting. And this week I had a chance to talk to Dean Evans, who is the creative director on Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, which, when you watch the trailer, you know, it plays on a lot of crazy tropes from the 80s, you know, robots, over-the-top violence, a lot of things that people like myself, someone who indulges a lot in horror films and things of that ilk, uh, can really appreciate. It's not necessarily the only thing I take in, but it is sort of my secret indulgence that I have a lot of fun with, and Dean is that way too. You never quite know how these interviews are going to go when you go to press events. It's actually a large part of why Giant Bomb doesn't go to them. Uh, we do things mostly in video form. Uh, these days we don't really have the bandwidth to free up Vinny and Drew in order to edit a video interview given how many live shows and other things we're doing. So we just kind of end up passing on going to a lot of these events. Uh, but since Interview Dump Truck launched, I thought, well, maybe there's something we can still do there. Uh, I didn't want to force it, though. I didn't want to go there and take one of the interviews I did and put it up just to say, hey, here's a new interview. Uh, if it wasn't any good, I didn't want to share it. Uh, but my conversation with Dean reminded me a lot of how we talk on the podcast. Uh, he's honest, he's earnest, he's passionate. Uh, I'm not totally convinced that Blood Dragon is the greatest thing in the world. It feels a little forced uh, with its references and the way it has this real gung-ho attitude about itself. But nonetheless, Dean is a smart guy. Uh, this guy, if Blood Dragon is not it, is going to go on to create very interesting things. And I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation, uh, which has a little bit of foul language, but if you've been on Giant Bomb, uh, you should be ready for something like that. So, in any case, enjoy. Hi. Uh, yes, I am Dean Evans, and I'm the creative director for Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, made out of the gloriously um, sunny and warm studio of Ubisoft Montreal. Fuck, I can't wait for summer. You're, you're actually you're in San Francisco like on a really nice day. It's like the best day we've had in like weeks. So, and look, I'm wearing fucking black and got a fucking hat on. Well, you've but, been inside all day. Yeah, it's even worse being inside wearing all this shit. But um, but no, uh, man, this city's amazing. I love it. Uh, I love coming coming back here. Every time I come back here, my favorite port of call, Tippett Studios. Go see some fucking RoboCop shit. Uh, I uh, that's what I grew up on, man, and I guess that's where. Uh, a big part of uh, Blood Dragon really comes from for not just myself but a lot of the members on the team we're all like not all of us but a lot of us born in the 70s um, so um, having our lives uh, polluted in the most possible way uh, um, in the most uh, positive way um, if sitting at home parents have gone to bed uh, we've gone down to the video shop with our big brothers uh, and we've just got like whatever fucking movie we want and like you know we're sitting there just watching Robocop again and again and again man Terminator the police station scene stop see you man like stop rewind play <laughs> rewind play rewind play so it's that, that 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 time period of like the the mid to late 80s and early 90s um of where entertainment was just so awesome just 
balls out bullshit and batshit crazy ideas where there was no real limits to what uh, people could put out and there was no real like studio pressure um, because you had a bunch of video stores that needed content for their shelves so you had a bunch of movie makers from all over the world who were just like you know it's just like trauma like fucking like canon group were just like throwing out like everything so some of it was shit but you know what it was all made with it was all made with heart right and that's what I, that's what I love about B movies or like like true B movies where they're bad in like I don't know like whatever you want to say in an objective sense but yeah. they're there's so much heart in the craft of making something where you're putting all you can in when you have nothing. Mm-hmm. And that comes through in B-movies in a way that I loved so much, which is why I ended up falling down. Like, I've, I've, I'm such a big horror fan, is that a lot of my favorite, like, creature features from, like, the 70s, 80s, and a little bit of the early 90s, like, all have that sort of just this root of we're going to do something more than what's possible because we want to try and express this in some way. You know, I'm, I'm okay with Jason X. Like, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> the fact that you just said Jason X, because when you gave a little, your little presentation about Blood Dragon, you said that we tried to envision this as Far Cry 3 had spun off as this horrible franchise and that this was like the sixth or seventh entry and then they just said, let's go to space. And immediately my mind went to... I fucking it, love Jason it's like, X. It's Jason X is Leprechaun. Yeah, Leprechaun goes to space. Critters. Yep. Like, oh man, when Critters went to space. I know they originally came from space, but when they went back out to space, it was so good. And you can see, like, the set is, like, one crossroads of a set that they built, shot from all different angles. Like, yeah, man, it's... And I don't know, like, when you look at video games, there's not really that... You know, internally, certainly the big, big publishers and big developers, you don't really have that B-movie, like, mentality, you know? It's all like, yeah, quadruple A. Like, what the fuck does quadruple A mean? <laughs> like, it's so weird. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's hard in this business of, I don't know, on my, person, my, 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 my personal views on this, it just feel, it feels so fucking broken that um, you have to sell, like three plus million copies to like deem to be like successful like Tomb Raider was fucking awesome you know and it's like you know and Square are like oh it didn't meet our expectations it's like what the fuck like you put that in anywhere else you've sold like that many copies you're a fucking star you know it's it's crazy you imagine selling like three million copies of your like special edition like blu-ray or some shit like holy fuck like well as 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 the person who came up with the story for evil bong 3d wrath of bong uh i cannot i cannot imagine and that's not a joke either i became enraptured in a full moon uh pictures production a couple of years ago and came up with some synopsis for evil bong evil bong 3d Uh, i don't think that movie sold 3.6 million copies imagine if you did like, oh my god, imagine if you... I actually did. don't like to imagine the world where <laughs> that horrible, horrible film sold 3.6 million copies. Um, but man, like, uh, you know, what we, uh, what we wanted to do with this game um, is... Well, first and foremost, we didn't have a big budget at all. Um, so you had, what, this is like six months, like, start to finish? Yeah. Um, we didn't have a lot of time, and we are just given the opportunity to just kind of, like, fuck around a little bit. And... Uh, and it's very rare that you get that opportunity at, at, at like big companies, and uh, and <clears throat> we had a we had a lot of fun making it. And I think when uh, a lot of times when you have blue skies um, like we have today, uh, when you have blue skies and you can do whatever anything uh, anything you want, um, you know, 
um, it can sometimes be a negative uh, when it comes to uh, game design and production. Whereas if you have very kind of set constraints of what you've got to work with, then uh, you know you can um, you can really embrace that. Um, and I think that's you know you look at the the indie scene. I know it's a, a, a it's a weird thing to say. It's a it's a, it's a really broad term now, but it, like you know it's not it's not dissimilar to like the B movie aesthetic of. We have this much to work with, which is like you know maybe just our savings account, or in your your terms, six months. Uh, what can we do that we're something that we're going to be proud of? And uh, we to- took totally the wrong decisions because like <laughs> if you have six months to make something like based on Far Cry Three, the the best thing would be okay. Well, so we take the take the same assets, same shit. We do an extension of the story, and we put some new guns in, and maybe like some new multiplayer maps in it. But um, you know, uh, we didn't want to play it safe. We wanted to like, um, like um, blow off some steam, Bennett, and and uh, and you know, and and just fuck around a little bit and like have those moments of where you can come into when you wake up to go into work that you don't have those moments of like any kind of stress or anything. You're like, you wake up and you're like, fuck, you're going to blow some Cyborg's faces off. What kind of blood do we have? Electric blue. You're like, yeah, it's. Um, yeah, we, we we had a great time uh, working on the game, and yeah, it was uh, it was super stressful in terms of like the time constraints that we had. But like, um, whatever, it's fine, man. It's not even a job. It's awesome. I mean, that's the that's the beauty of it, right? Like when you can find a way to mix like that sort of thing that you're doing that keeps you up till two in the morning. You know, like I'm sitting around with my wife and we're drinking beers and watching like rewatching the Puppet Master box set for like the ninth time and I can't explain it to anyone because like any rational person would look at that and be like you are wasting your time but there's something about that and then it's it's really cool to watch what you've done with this which is you've been able to take that part of your life like these passions you have that are like very specific to you or your group of friends that share them with you and then merge that with your day job I guess we were we were super lucky to have like the guys that we're working with that we're, we're all into the same shit right and um, that was just uh, an absolute godsend of like um, sitting down and I'm like you know those moments you're, you're talking to people in a room and you're bringing up references and you're like <laughs> so like like the the end scene of robot robot jocks <laughs> and like and then people are like yes it's like woohoo like yeah we're gonna get on just fine awesome <laughs> Achilles um, which would make the greatest video game of all time. But that's a weird one, right? When you think of like how fucking amazing giant robots are. Uh-huh. Well, we've like we've had Hawking, MechWarrior, Transformers. Yeah, not really much. Armored Core. Like people fucking love giant robots. They should be way more as I said to you before, man, greatest game of all time. War of the Monsters. I mean, that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm secretly hoping because you know, movies, right? B movies and like games industry and Hollywood kind of, uh, if something becomes popular, maybe it'll ape it. So I'm hoping that Pacific Rim, like that's like my thing, man. Like I don't, I don't even care if it's bad. I just want it to be a huge success because, yep. well, a I love Guillermo del Toro. Yep. That man deserves unlimited budget. Go mm-hmm. make the Mountains of Madness. Yes, absolutely. Um, but then also. If it makes giant rob- robots cool, maybe that'll like seep into my video games well, as well. It's all about mechs. Like this, the thing: giant robots. Yes, they're cool, but what is way more important is mechs. What I love about like uh, mechs and robot jocks is one of the greatest universes like of all time. 
of just you know, the future of war is like like mechs battling against each other. And I love that spectators come down. I really hope it's like kind of like a metalocalypse where the spectators have to sign a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we're probably going to die, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, that, uh, um, you know, of having like these incredible like heroes inside these hulking machines is, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you're right, man. I hope Pacific Rim fucking like uh, lights a fire on there. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, deep down, uh, like uh, with Blood Dragon, like, um, you know, uh, I, I was, I was a, go- uh, a goal was to, you know, try and maybe like, you know, start a little fire and of just trying to inject a little bit of a little bit of fun back into like the genre a little bit though there's there's not that many shooter games out there that like don't take themselves very seriously and just want to have a bit of fun and uh, and uh, and I guess really just embrace what shooters are uh, and shooters are ultimately <laughs> mindless shooting you know and like uh, like where the fuck is unreal like where the hell is like quake like where's Doom? Like where where are all these? Where's where? Rise of the Triads coming back, and I'm super stoked about that. But uh, you know, it's like better uh, have all the cheats though. Like oh, that that's that's the thing that we're missing from a lot of these modern shooters is like let me break you. Like I used to, I, you know what I mean? Like, but I I used I to lo- break you. I used to love that about like I mean I want to play the games you know as the designers intended them. Blah 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 blah. But I love just turning on like no clip God mode and just going to town. And we've lost a lot of that yeah, in right. in modern games. You're right. Um, and uh, oh man. But the thing is, like, uh, you know, we we don't want people to see behind the scenes, right? You know, it's like all the smoke and mirrors. Um, but the way that the weapons have been designed uh, in Blood Dragon um, is basically, and the way the game is designed, is God mode, pretty much. <laughs> like, uh, when you when you level up in the game, um, uh, you gain well as you shoot stuff and collect stuff, you gain CPs. Um, because, you know, XP is just, like, whatever. So instead of experience points, you get cyber points, um, which sound uh, as pointless as they really are. <laughs> so each time you level up, you're like, like, you fucking throw the devil's horns and level okay, up. Okay, so that's what that was. Yeah. Okay, I saw so that yeah, in the level I played. Up, and then you gain a health bar. So each time <laughs> you level up, you just get more and more powerful. It unlocks a few a uh, few skills that are in there. Um uh, but you can't choose what skills you have because you're, you know, you're a, you're a cyber commando, so you don't choose anything. You have a program. It's been, um, it's been chosen for you, of course. By who? Oh my god! <laughs> like, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, some sort of mega corporation. Oh god, the Kobayashi Kobayashi Corporation. Um, but uh, but the weapons, right? Like um, when you play through the game and like you um, you do uh, some of the side quests and you do you pick up some of the collectibles, which are you know. Uh, so you like turn off TV sets in the world. What do the TVs mean? What are they? What is the what's the message behind them? Maybe you will find out when you play the game, or maybe you won't. Um, but you know, uh, there's a lot of deep, deep meaning behind it. All. <laughs> um, uh, and you collect VHS tapes. But each of the VHS tapes, uh, you know, we, there's a you can go into the database and there's a movie that it is. And you don't pick them up; you rent them. Like when you when you when you loot people, like looting is so fantasy and it's like so weird. Oh, I've looted that person. So I'm really uh, I'm English and I'm quite pedantic. So it's pilfer. Oh, okay. <laughs> you pilfer someone. That sounds so much nicer. And, yeah. And like when you uh, take money, you you steal it. Like it's money that's around the world. You don't like pick up money. You steal it. You know. It's like. Uh, but the weapons that you uh, uh, you get. Um, 
you know, you can upgrade these weapons with attachments, and you will gain these attachments by completing ad uh, side quests. We call them adventures, and you will get them from adventure cabinets, um, or collecting all of these 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 shitty collectibles. Um, which makes no sense. Why? Okay, so I'm collecting all these VHS tapes, and it unlocks attachments for my weapons. That makes no sense. So what? Like, uh, it's not meant to. And there's a lot of things in games that don't really make any sense. And I think, like, but a lot of the times we try and justify a lot of stuff in games. When there's, there's always like a narrative justification for why it exists in the world. It seems like you're embracing, you know what? Whatever. But it's just much, there. But how many times do you play games where the the narrative intention is here and the gameplay reality is here, and they just fucking clash, right? And it doesn't kind of gel that well together. So we didn't even want to try and like uh, gel a lot of those things together and just like have fun but you know when we go going back to that point of like being kind of super overpowered and having god mode like the shotgun has you can upgrade it to have four barrels and <laughs> and fire incendiary rounds like the sniper rifle has explosive rounds with a steady aim uh and semi-automatic so you can just hold it from the hip and just go chuck 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 so you can just rampage through the, the way i recommend playing the game is like finish the two mission, first two missions, which are your tutorial ones. Then the open world opens up, and then just fucking do all open world stuff. Get every weapon with all upgrades, and then just fucking run through the missions and just be like bang, 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 and tank it through. Like, uh, and just have fun blowing the shit out of stuff. Um, which you know ultimately is kind of what shooter games are, are for, right? Is like you know letting off a bit of steam and just shooting the fuck out of stuff and and uh you know i hope people enjoy like blowing cyborg's faces off with this i'm really happy with the headshots that we've got they're really juicy like uh you know hitting a big like shock wave that comes out of it um but yeah no dick shots unfortunately <laughs> but uh still but cyborgs don't have dicks or do they <laughs> robo balls See, that's like that's that's the big question that's answered at the end of Blood Dragon is like, do cyborgs have dicks? Uh, you'd be actually surprised. Like, they're... You, you know, you would actually be really surprised. <laughs> like, I, I, well, I... I don't want to be spoiled. No. If, that, if, that's, if that's the big question at the well, end, I don't want to know. If you, if, if you have uh, kept up to date with what's been released on the game um, through um, leaks or not leaks, uh, the Australian ratings board has... Um, given us, uh, you know, a fucking 18 rating, or whatever they call it, but, uh, for a high-impact sex scene. Like, what the fuck does a high-impact sex scene mean? Does that mean, like, like serious rotting? Like, uh, you know, <laughs> I have no idea, like, fucking up to the hilt. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I, I wonder if they have, like, some sort of, like, like, Bible, like ratings Bible that like breaks down in like diagrams, like nice little drawings that someone in the government was assigned to do. Like this is low impact sex scene, this is a high impact sex I, scene. I, what I, what I think, um, and this is an interest. It's totally an interesting topic, and uh, and I think again, like uh, our industry is uh, is so young, um, and in some cases pretty puerile with regards to um, uh, how the rating system works. That this is a high impact sex scene and when you guys fucking see it you'll be like what the fuck how is this a high impact sex scene and uh you know um there's uh, well it's it's rough i can tell you that uh but man well it's high impact it is extremely <laughs> high impact but no it's uh it's it's the ratings is weird like rating systems super weird in games and like we're so uh again like games are in their infancy the industry's in its infancy. Like, uh, 
uh, you know, my personal opinion, uh, not the opinion of my company. Uh, um, you know, I feel we're kind of in the, like the silent movie era. You know, it's like we're we're so we're we're so young and naive, yet we're so ginormous. And this shift into next gen, I think, is gonna um, kind of. Uh, wake a lot of people up, but more so on the design front, right? You know, of when we look at shooters, we're going to have, like, virtually photorealistic-looking games coming on. Yeah, I shoot you in the fucking kneecap, and then you're back. Last of Us, man. It's the game I'm most looking forward to. Which is so funny, because it's, like, the direct opposite of what, like, Blood Dragon is with regards to tone, you know? This right. is, like, the most, like, wonderfully serious uh, game, and I'm, I'm super pumped for it. What I'm really excited about and what I hope it does is just change the way people look at shooter games and change the way we look at bullets, change the way we look at what a gun does. And, change, and like, guns are fucking nasty shit, man. Guns are horrible. Like, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, so weird in shooter games. We walk around with a shooter game with a gun pointed at people and what, what are people's reactions that don't do anything? You walk around a village to a friend and you got a fucking gun pointed at them and they're like, hey, buddy, <laughs> how's it going? When they should be like, whoa, whoa, fuck! Like, holy shit! Like, uh... You know, it's 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 crazy, and like you know, we still make shooter games with our fucking infinite bullets in your pistol. Like, fuck off. I mean, that's I mean, that's sort of like the the, the huge problem going forward. And you see games like Tomb Raider struggling with that, and especially it's the bigger games where uh, they want to have more a more serious tone. They want to be more mature, whatever that means. But that reflecting that in the actual gameplay mechanics is super, is super is super difficult again narrative intentions gameplay realities bam like hitting each other you if your narrative intentions are here then you need to adjust your gameplay mechanics and intentions to meet that uh, narrative like intention um, and uh, like how the fuck are you supposed to care about anyone any life any person in a game if you're just allowed to go and just murder anyone and it makes no difference and you know um, and I have like infinite bullets like what does that even mean it's like our game's super realistic no it's not <laughs> not at all it's a game like and uh, um, but yeah it's I don't know with 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 realism you know uh, it's like Minecraft and Daisy are probably like <laughs> the two most like realistic games out there Daisy's the best zombie game ever made it's an excellent game uh, yeah oh god I love that game you should check out, uh, there's a game called uh, Receiver. It was made as part of a game jam. It's by these guys. So, yeah, so you play Receiver? Yeah, and I, and I think Receiver's fascinating. I don't know if you can make an entire game out of that, but the idea that they uh, focus so specifically on, hey, understand how this gun works. It's not fun to reload. It's a super pain in the ass, and every gun is different. Okay, two games that are, uh, the, uh, cover the same, uh, the same school of thinking. One, King Kong. Right, King, King Kong. Peter Jackson's King Kong. Highly like, underrated. The, oh, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, yeah, the end was shitty. It was super rushed. Whatever. Fuck off. Uh, um, but like uh, gameplay mechanics and the world that they created, and Skull Island, and the concept of the ecosystem was amazing. Imagine throwing that in an open world; it'd be mental. But uh, along that um, gunplay philosophy, when you press reload, did the guy reload? No, he's like, you know, half a Mac left. Like, he looked in it. Like, he didn't actually have to reload. One of the things I can't stand in shooters, and, uh, but, you know, we did it in here, in Blood Dragon, because it's, like, 80s, like, fucking action movies, so, you know, you've got to have big clips, and people didn't reload that much. Like, it's so tiresome. I have a realistic game. So I reload, 
then my my I've only shot one round from the clip. I discard the whole clip and then put it in, and like ugh, it's like I didn't lose all of those bullets. Um, um, so that's awesome. Now there was another game that uh, Gears of War. Uh, the active reload is the greatest gameplay uh, mechanic ever in a shooter. That system is so fucking awesome, and would love to see that be applied across loads of different shooters. Of you know, when we're talking about that that that, that painful and and difficult like um, aspect of reloading, the active reload is there for it. You know, that's what it is. Of like, you know, if you fuck it up out of that window of opportunity, uh, you know, boom, drop the mag. Like, holy shit! Like, getting it, like, it gets stuck. Um, playing Walking Dead, man. That that scene at the beginning of Walking Dead. Um, when like uh, you're down on the floor and you go to reach the shotgun shell you get the shotgun shell you put it in and it just goes <laughs> like flies out it's like <gasps> like that feeling that it gave you was amazing um, so why why can't we have that type of like sensation into like a shooter game um, especially a shooter game that's about the progression of someone from being like a uh, you know your everyday guy into like a you know a fucking killing machine. It would make sense that the beginning of your adventure would be like a little <laughs> bit more like you pick up a gun and you're like oh fucking tripping up like oh, shoot it. That'd be so awesome. Your recoil would just like, holy shit. It's you know I mean Far Cry Three got rid of some of those mechanics, but Far Cry Two certainly explored some of that stuff to a pretty great degree of you know having some of the weapons if you were taking the rebels ones randomly. Uh, shit was so cool like gun jamming yep it's wicked love that shit like that feeling you had of like you're just like <laughs> so many times of like yeah, fuck you punk <laughs> like flies out holy shit yo that was great um, no, I, um, I, uh, I personally think Far Cry 2 is like one of like the best ideas for a video game ever like it's a wonderful wonderful idea um, um, but you know like uh, it had its uh, it had its shortcomings like most games do, uh, but um, it still was a super enjoyable ex- experience, um, even if you did get malaria. But like, it was a really interesting design experiment. Like you don't normally that just is something you see on paper, not something you see that gets shipped out into stores. Clint's a smart guy, man. Like Clint Hawkins, a super smart guy, and, uh, and and like he really inspired that team to do something different. And um, but uh, you know, I think with with Far Cry Three, they they managed to. Like I think with Far Cry Two, like the the, the open world experience was uh, not exactly the the most exciting uh, and the most emergent, uh, and the systemic gameplay wasn't uh, the greatest that it could have been. Uh, and with Far Cry Three, like the team just fucking cranked it up, and that 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 open world loop, you know, works super well, and it was awesome to be able to uh, take that system and and fuck around with it for a few months um, and put some lasers in it <laughs> that, that was cool and weapons based off very nice weapons from some awesome movies cool man well thank you very, so much for your time all good man anytime